All right, y'all. Ayakovos Gogos here again with the Elevation Podcast. If you guys do not know already, you guys can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me. I do have the email in the description below. So here's the thing, guys. There's been a topic going around for many years, probably almost a decade, and it's called the red pill versus the blue pill. So if you guys don't remember, there was a movie in 2000 called The Matrix. Honestly, I know it's it's shocking. I've never seen it, but I will try to see it uh, anytime this week or the next week. But here's the facts. Uh, I think one of the characters had a choice whether he can use the red pill or the blue pill. And it kind of is referring to life in and of itself. But there was a forum that was created in Reddit, uh, I think back in 2012 or 2013, that pretty much explained uh, that there is an ongoing research about female nature that you guys need to know about. And that this is apparently caused by opening yourself to the red pill. And the debate here is, is the red pill, are these facts? And does it, is it really the up-to-date stoicism? If you guys don't know what that is, stoicism is pretty much uh, going through hardships in life without conf uh, confusing them with complaining about them or creating other adversities. All right. So first of all, the red pill. What is the red pill for you guys that do not know? Okay. So the red pill is defined as the anger and frustration of men. There's not really an age group dynamic with it, but it's pretty much... The anger and frustration people often face when discovering female awareness, okay? If you are beginning to get into the dating life, usually red pills around, I would say, 18 to 24, or it can be later in the years as you start to do more research on it. Uh, it can sometimes end up denying the blue pill, so that's what they don't want. Apparently, this form doesn't want you to take, and it's ignoring the reality of the dating world. Uh, now, it, now. I got this from a reference in an article about the modern stoicism, and what they say is that it originated from a movement known as the men's rights activism, so the MRA is what it's called, and it's considered, uh, they consider the red pill to be a phenomenon of human action, which means that they refer this to stoicism. Now, there's a lot of debate going on that this is not really modern stoicism because of the, you know, the definition I explained earlier. So if we look at that article closely, and I have it referenced here. So the article is called, uh, if you guys want to follow it, it's modernstoicism.com. And it says the red band, a stoic criticism of the red pill by Vadim, uh, dude, I'm so bad in names, Vadim Kork Korkov. I hope I said that correctly, man. If I didn't, please correct me. <laughs> okay, so the article pretty much exposes the red pill ideals and debates whether it's a modern-day philosophy of stoicism. Um, again, stoicism is the endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feelings and without complaint. So pretty much if you're going through hardship or if you're going through adversity, there is no need to complain about it. And the only way to handle this task is to just move forward and create and solve problems instead of create them. Now, there's this one quote I want to share with you guys that I thought really stood out to me. OK, so the author writes that the red pill believes that men have lost touch with their masculinity due to the shift in the social expectations of modern Western culture, 
and that these masculine features are those craved by women. These features include a strong, unshakable character and leadership quality, among others. So what does that mean, guys? Red Pill believes that in order for you to attract more women in the dating world, you need to be in your full masculine frame in order to attract full mas- I mean, full feminine women. And I do agree with this. The reason why I agree with this is because if men shows a little bit of the feminine side, uh, sometimes the women can deal with it, but not in the long run because of the fact that it involves financial security and all these things are, you know, they're controversial topics. So a lot of girls can say, well, you know, I really want the guy who's not as strong in his feminine side and you know i'm gonna fall in love with him rather than the masculine guy who always takes the leadership who always makes the decisions for me who's creative and all that stuff the problem with that is that's not realistic they want the masculine guys they don't want the feminine guys and it's just biologically put in our brains that unshakable character is what they are really attracted to the most okay and you know, they say that it's been lost in the quest for equality of the sexes, which apparently women don't want, even though there's feminists out there and despite all of these rumors. Now, uh, in essence, the goal is to maximize the opportunity to have an abundance with women, whether that's maxing your sexual market value, which we also talked about in a future episode, uh, fitness, money, etc. And you know, the thing that everybody is on everybody's mind is, okay, well, if I have the sexual market value, if I have the fitness and I have the money in place and I still don't get the female, am I not surrounding myself with the red pill enough? And the answer is, of course not. Now, I have an article here that also is a negative thing about the red pill and they want to say why it's not stoicism as well, but it's written by an author named... Uh, let me go to her name because I don't have it right here. Her name is Amelia Tate. If I said that wrong, I I know I said the first name right. (laughs) So the goal here is she pretty much explains how former misogynists reveal how they were quote unquote radicalized online, which means that they think that this red pill stuff was a quote. But before I get on to that, so really, if you were compared this to stoicism, uh, he pretty much says that one of the things that is similar from the red pill and stoicism is that he says a true alpha male is one who is not afraid to be daring. He stands up to adversity and intimidation and no woman is out of one's league and no challenge is impossible. Okay, I believe that these statements, which one one is the one is coming from the red pill and the other one is coming from courage. Uh, they both are shared because of stoicism, okay? They both originate from the theory of stoicism. I do not doubt this personally. It is not to the T that the fact that it, you know, it shares a lot of these components, but in essence, it shows that you can have courage and you're not supposed to be intimidated by big things and temperance is encouraged and that men are not supposed to whine and whatever situation they're in, they're going to fo- going to have a strong focus on solving the problems, not creating them. So in my belief, yes, they do share same aspects. The thing that's different, however, is that a lot of guys think that in modern age that they should not 
be vulnerable to women, that they think they always have to have a masculine frame 100% of the time. That's true in the beginning stages. But how we, however, we talked about in uh, before episodes, this does not need to happen 100% of the time. But however, my recommendation is to keep it above 85% of the time. And the reason why is because you always want to be interested. You always want to prove that you're unpredictable. Why? Because that makes the relationship more fun. It makes it more engaging. It makes her want to say, okay, what is he going to do next? Because I have no idea. I've been with him for 15, 20 years, and I have no idea what he's going to do next. That's the kind of thing you want. And that's the, that's the more difference between stoicism and the red pill. The difference is, is that one wants to be in masculine frame 100% of the time. And the red pill also shares this, but stoicism is more about the creating problems. And sometimes you need to be vulnerable in order to hear one's opinions about creating or solving these problems. All right. So the one thing I'm going to get into is that, unfortunately, we don't solve, the red pill doesn't solve the problem of understanding relationships so much. Um, this is because sometimes men become resentful and angry because they've suffered these things at the hand of the woman. Um, examples of this are insecurity, humiliation, you know, if she leaves you on a date or she doesn't contact you and to say she's canceling, if there's continuous cancellations or it's like making a sale in the real world. You know, if you contact the client and you have the bill in sale and then he never contacts you again, those are, the, those are some of the things that are in business. It's very tempting, uh, especially because when you're so close to closing that deal and you know you're going to get that commission out of it, and then all of a sudden nothing breaks through, then you have to start from square one again. So that does happen in relationships often. So, But what we don't want to do is get resentful and angry. And I'm comparing this to business because when you put emotions into business, that's when people can read you and they know that you're desperate for a sale or they know that you're desperate to get that last thing in for before the last hour of the shift. You know, you're really trying to get that sale in. You're pitching him or her and it's just all berserk and crazy because the person is not going to make that decision on the spot. They're going to want to sleep on it. All right. Same thing with women. So if you suffered insecurity and humili uh, humiliation, the thing you want to remember is to not become angry, do not become resentful, or even try to put some revenge pact on her. I don't know what you guys do these days, but just don't do it, all right? In my opinion, we should learn more about positive traits, right? Okay, if you want to become this masculine frame, how can we assess our leadership skills? What? How are we leaders now? And if we're not, how can we become great followers? And once we know how to become great followers, how do we use that? to go more in tune in the leadership aspect to, you know, leader, be a leader of more people, uh, more businesses under your wing. And also learn assertiveness and identifying hypergamy. That's a very important one. Identifying hypergamy. Okay. All men and women are hypergamous. Just women are a little bit more. What hypergamy means is that you want the next best thing. Everybody wants that get, get rich quick scheme. Everybody wants... You know, because of social media, everybody wants the designer clothes and they want the drip and they want the fashion and they want to have that 50,000 in cash in hand to give the people and or they want to flex in that Maserati or the Mercedes, whatever it is. OK, hypergamy is when you want the next best thing in all of these aspects. All right. So 
Now I'm going to talk about this next article. Uh, I mentioned it before by Amelia Tate. It's called Spitting Out the Red Pill. Former misogynists reveal how they were radicalized online. So this article explains how the red pill apparently is a cult uh, by having a 17-year-old pretty much explain to her joining the group and how his way of thinking evolved over the years when it came to women. So this one uh, quote that I want to share is really uh, it was grabbing to me and it was and I was eager to say it on the podcast because it's that controversial. Um, so she says beliefs such as quote all women are evil and all women cheat are what are known as conspiracy stereotypes. Like con- traditional conspiracy theories, they often rely on cherry-picked evidence. The red pill in particular exploits evolutionary psychology to argue that women are wired to want men with a strong frame. Much of the subreddit's misogyny, or misogyny, I don't know how you pronounce that, is justified by one of their favorite acronyms, AWALT, which is A-W-A-L-T. All women are like that. Okay, a lot of controversy. So I know half of you are thinking, but wait. That's what we teach. We teach that they always want a masculine frame and you can be vulnerable, but in a safe, you know, we, we always stress that you have to be vulnerable, but in a, you know, still holding your masculinity in tune with that. The one thing I disagree with this is all women are like that. Okay. Most of them are like that, but not all. It is in fact true that, you know, not all women are like that. Most of them seek the man that can provide the best future for them, whether it's like financial security, sexual pleasure, or sometimes even clout. Now, do we have to agree with these things? Eh, not really. Because we know as as men, we know we have it harder because, you know, we have to create that business. We have to make sure we're settled. We know what we have to do. And there's a lot of guidance out there for men such as this podcast and, you know, for women in other podcasts that say what you need to do. And I remember this one quote from a podcast. I think if you guys know, it's called the roommate podcast and it's on YouTube. And I think the guy, the main character, the main guy, Hafiz, who is the owner of this podcast, he stated that the one aspect that they give advice on women, that's so wrong. And so, in you know, it's so controversial to today's age is that, they're giving women men's advice saying, go get the bread queen, you know, go get that job, go get that career, make sure you have a business, make sure you're on top of your business. And he says, that's the worst advice to give because of the fact that the, they cannot, you know, they just wanted a strong masculine frame the whole time. And whenever they get to their late thirties to early forties, they're going to see that they don't have a lot of time left. And well, yes, you have that money, you have the business, but what masculine guy is going to go with now created a masculine female? That's why going back to red pill and stoicism, everything revolves around relationships. Everything revolves around how you can deal with this in the future and how to be vulnerable. And also this reveals right here that women who, you know, women can also, they don't believe this. Right. Of course, all women are not evil and all women do not cheat or at least not yet. (laughs) If you guys know, really, my belief is they don't cheat now, but they will later if you lose that strong frame. Um, So 
there was another part of this article I wanted to share because it involves two people who were in this cult, so to say, so that they were, I guess you can say, subscribed to the subreddit. And it shows them that they don't really hold on to these thoughts all the way through. And I think there was a beautiful example here. And I think one of the comments that they used to write on this podcast, I mean, on the subreddit was, there was one guy who wrote, another poor bastard finds out his wife was a whore for everyone but him. (laughs) I don't know why he wrote that. He was probably, you know, responding to someone else. And they use this as little bits and pieces here and there. So, in fact, this article, I believe, cherry-picked the red pill facts and says that they believe that all women are are inferior to men. And one part of this, and then here's another one. You struggle and pain, question mark. Women neither understand nor give much of a fuck. And that they believe the world is, they feel the world is divided into absolute good and absolute evil. evil. And the people behind the conspiracies are, of course, the evil ones. Oh, okay. So what makes it, what makes this worse, right, is that uh, there was a part of this article. It was a couple. It was Jack and Joel that they explained. And I'm trying to find this thing here. Okay, here we go. So Jack and Joao was this couple, and they were influenced by a book called Attracting Women Through Honesty. Now, I've read this book already. This book is amazing. If you guys haven't read this, go ahead and read this. It's a book by Mark Manson, and what he pretty much explains is that it's okay to be vulnerable around women and that you must care for oneself and you want to strive to improve almost all of the time because that's how men and women are going to be able to grow maturely and figure out that really you didn't have to be in the strong frame all the time, but 85% of the time is good. You know, you don't want to stress yourself out too much. So, okay, Jack was referencing that most of what he talks about is the mindset to care for oneself and strive to improve that the book was talking about, and that hate is energy better spent finding and enjoying activities you love. I agree with that. Now, Joao, which is I think I'm pronouncing his name right, he says that he left the red pill because he was attracting girls that were emotionally damaged, and I think he confused this with feminine, like, you know, how women are supposed to be feminine and beautiful. I think he confused the emotionally damaged one with the ones in their full feminine. And I think that's what went on. And he considered this to be not, uh, he considers to be mentally unhealthy. And he says, because of this, the advice of the red pill really didn't work. So he quotes, I was going out to bars to talk to women and I would have to talk with like literally uh, like a hundred girls just to pick up one. So the whole thing is a numbers game, a probability thing, he says. And then the article goes, he now considers himself a feminist, you believe this crap, and has a fantastic girlfriend who has been with her for nearly three years. Okay, I cannot deny, sir, that you have a fantastic girlfriend. But what I do know is that you confuse femininity with emotionally damaged, mentally unhealthy women. (laughs) And this is the reason why you also, you probably follow the dating coach and this dating coach or the guys at the red pill subreddit told you to go out to talk to a hundred women at a bar and that will clearly fix, that will 
fix your problem permanently. Unfortunately, that's not the case, my friend. That's not how you fix it. And in fact, if you read the Mark Manson book, he actually agrees that pickup artists and the people who are promoting this are not the right ones and that they're just doing temporary fixes in terms of relationship. And it's beautiful to see now how this all correlates right back to the red pill and how they're trying to attack it. Um, and as and now to conclude all this, I agree with what they're saying. I do believe it has up-to-date stoicism. And if you want to follow more stoicism, I think you can hit up modernstoicism.com slash the red band, a stoic criticism of the red pill by the author that I mentioned in the beginning. And then the other one was from the New Statesman and by Amelia Tate, spitting out the red pill foreign misogynist reveal how they were radicalized online. So if you want to go ahead and read those articles, I'll actually link them uh, in the Facebook page, and I'll make sure you guys know that episode 16 was written about this, so you guys can go ahead and read these for yourselves. Uh, this is going to conclude the podcast for today. So next week, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about uh, more of this topic. We're going to go more into depth about in terms of progressive, left, right wing, and what type of females you want to date. And in fact, I'm going to reference a podcast that's really popular on Apple. And one of his episodes was called Dating a Liberal. Yeah, this is going to be fun, guys. So tune into next week. As I mentioned earlier, I do have a Twitter and a Facebook page that you guys can put all your questions, comments, and concerns. If you don't prefer that and you want to email me privately um, at iacovos.gogos, my last name, at gmail.com, you can go ahead and do that as well. All right. Hope you guys have a nice day. Tuning out. Peace.